You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I'm Beers. I'm Holly. And today we are continuing our progression, revisiting the four types of freedom. Today we're going to be talking about freedom of location. Yep. So this is the the second type. And um, last week we talked about freedom of time. And so this week we're going to talk about the freedom of location. And basically, as it sounds like, the freedom of location is the freedom to do what you need to do for your life, your work, whatever, from wherever it is that you choose to do it. You can work from anywhere in the world you want to work from, whether that's like a new country every month or just like a new coffee shop every afternoon or whatever it is that your lifestyle holds to. And I think I mean, based on our lifestyles, this is a pretty important form of freedom for both Beers and I. So I'm really excited to get to talk about it more in depth. (laughs) Yeah, it it has definitely been a a priority for me. Uh, There's there's definitely trade-offs that I've discovered as well that I I really want to visit and touch in on. Um, do you want to share a little bit? Uh, I know most of the audience, I'm sure, is familiar with you and uh, your van dwelling lifestyle, but you want to talk a little bit about uh, what freedom of location looks like for you? Yeah. So, my freedom of location process definitely started a few years before I moved into the van. Um, I really tried to do everything you're quote unquote supposed to do in life. I got the degree and I tried to get other jobs working for other people and and all of that. I even had a salaried benefited cubicles job one time for a while. Um, And like, I, I really tried and I just found that that didn't work for me. I, I have a really hard time um, consistently being productive in a place where I'm told to do that. (laughs) Right. I find that I have a lot more ability to like be creative and produce my best work and be able to focus if I can pretty regularly change my location. So sometimes that means like going into an office was a really good thing because I could just like sit down at my desk and focus. And like, that was my space to like do my job. But then after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, I found that I was getting very distracted and kind of like tired of just like being in that one place and I found that you know then I was able to do my best work if I could like take my laptop to the break room or like some other part of the building just to like have novelty um and so you know years before I moved into the van I started working for myself completely and not working for anybody else at all and that really gave me an opportunity to see how I work best and from where And I have noticed over the last few years that it's very cyclical. It's very like seasonal, if you will. Like I'll go through seasons where I need to be at my home office. Things need to be organized. I know exactly what my routine is. And then I'll get like bored of that and I need novelty. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to this coffee shop. And then the coffee shop will be my routine for a while. And then I'll need novelty. So I'll stay home again. And 
that kind of freedom for me is is very necessary. And then of course I moved into a van and now I can do that like on steroids. I can work from home right. in the van, but I can be in the desert where I am right now. I can be in the mountains when it's not so cold up there. <laughs> I can be, you know, close to the Canadian border, close to the Mexican border, close to the ocean. Um, and I can still be in my home or I can go out to coffee shops or breweries or whatever, anywhere. So I've just like taken my freedom of location, right. like to like the next 30 levels. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The, uh, for me, I, most of my career I've worked from home, uh, but for many years, I actually just had, uh, had a loft in my apartment that I had set up as my office. And every morning I'd go up there and I'd do my work and my cat would sit at my feet and when I'd go down and get a drink, he'd follow me down. And, and I, every once in a while I'd have to go into the office like 10 miles away for a meeting. I mostly worked from home. And about 10 years ago, I asked my boss if he minded if I moved to another state and could leave uh leave my office pretty much completely behind, go visit once or twice a year for some meetings, but, uh, but really be fully like remote, but still I continued to work from an office at home. And then slowly I began to work from my sofa at home. And then my, (laughs) my wife uh, at the time, she was a preschool teacher and so she had summers off and her family had uh, a couple homes up in new England. And so during the summer we would go and spend time at her family homes and I took my work with me and I worked from these other places. I was like, huh, it was, it had somehow had never occurred to me (laughs) that I could do my work, not from my home. And so I, I continued working from there for a little while. When I got back uh, to South Carolina, I began working from coffee shops, which had never been a thing I had done up until that point. So this is, this is probably 2014, 2013. And it was, it was a new type of freedom experience of that freedom for me. And when we split up uh, two or three years later, I took that to another level and I moved on to my motorcycle and I began to literally just work from whatever park or coffee shop or forest I happened to be in. And uh, over time, like that adapted into um, when I was living in my suburban um Chevy Suburban, not like Suburban Home, uh, but my, my van, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, not that Suburban life. Uh, and then the bus and then ambulance and would work from, again, pretty much wherever I was. I worked uh, from Mexico. I worked from Canada in my rigs. Um, and more recently, I have found an apartment in Oregon uh, that I'm loving and I'm not there because I moved into my apartment and six weeks later I got on the road for what's probably going to end up being like a two and a half month road trip 
driving back east <laughs> for my birthday and to visit some loves and to see some family for the holidays and then make my way back. So yeah, for me, similarly, like, like being living on the road, I have really enjoyed that freedom of being able to work from wherever I am. I'm curious that when we talk about freedom of location, we both defaulted to being able to work from anywhere and how our work seems to be a, a potentially constricting factor on that freedom of location, right? Yeah, I think for a lot of people in our current society, it is, you know, like you got to go wherever the work is, you got to live in whatever city your office is. Um, Or at least, at least that was true two years ago. Now that we're two years into this friggin' pandemic, like I think people are starting to see that like employees actually work better, more efficiently if they can choose where they work from businesses are seeing this, you know, kind of because they were forced to, but they're seeing like a lot of positive benefits from letting people work from home. They're actually more efficient. And then the people who are doing that across the board, not like not every single person, but just on average, I would say most people are enjoying that freedom a little bit more because they're not so stressed. You know, our, our modern eight hour a day, five day work week is kind of a a construct of you know a century ago (laughs) and it it made a lot of sense then and like an eight hour day and a five hour work week was vast improvement over the 12 to 14 hour days seven day work weeks that they had had you know during the industrial revolution and then you know unions came along and we're like, hey, we don't want to be working like this. This is not healthy and safe. And so we've been doing this eight hour eight hour day, seven hour work week for seven day oh my God. This normal Friday, nine to five work week for so long. And now it's like, wait a minute, like just because we have been doing it and it was better than what we were doing before. It doesn't mean that it continues to be better for the people who are working or for the businesses who are hiring them. And so I feel like, yeah, like you and I obviously right out the gate defaulted to, I like being able to work from wherever. Um, And I think that that is like a construct of our society right now. And I think it's really cool that it's being challenged forcibly thanks to COVID. Um, And some people aren't like that. Some people really like having an office to go to and like having coworkers they could talk to and like a water fountain they could feel about. (laughs) And for me, that didn't really work. But for, I think a lot of people it does, but still like getting to choose where you want to work from. Like if you, if you are going to be location dependent based on your job, do you have to be location dependent based on your job in New York city? Or can you be in some like rural town in Illinois, if that's where you'd prefer to be? Like, I think that also counts as like some semblance of freedom of location. Right. Right. Yeah. I know for me, there was a season when I, for probably a year or two was working primarily in the office and it was, there was something to be said for the routine that I had there and the camaraderie that I built with my coworkers that being remote, I don't have in the same way. Uh, I'm not sitting at my desk whistling whatever song comes to mind and having 
people calling over the cubicles making requests. Uh, <laughs> that used to be a thing. Um, not so much these days. But I definitely, having that freedom of location, the, one of the first benefits just in being able to work from home that I found was just the amount of time that it freed up in my life. I was commuting almost an hour each way to and from work, uh, not to mention my routine to get up and get dressed in the morning on a certain schedule and uh, have my, my business casual attire every day. It was taking up two and a half hours out of my day, just the traveling to and from work and preparing for work that all of a sudden I got that back. Plus when I was working from home, if I needed to start this load in the wash, I could step away for three minutes and do that, move it to the dryer an hour later, as opposed to having to take up an entire evening out of my week when I got home from work to try to do do my laundry. And all of a sudden, like that's all clear. One of the things though, that I have found to be a struggle with freedom of location is friendships and relationships. Uh, In the five years that I spent on the road, five and a half years, I, I have made so many friends and I've maintained friendships that I had before then, but the way that I've interacted with those friends has been very different from the way I might've interacted with friends when I lived in a place and the way I'm working on establishing new friendships uh, when I get back to Oregon. Uh, but I, I used to, when I lived in Atlanta, uh, and when I lived in, in South Carolina, I had these regular social activities where I would have people over to my house for movie nights or board games or chili nights. And I'd regularly meet up with some friends at a bar and have good conversation. And in these years on the road, I will cross paths, like weave in and out of my friends' lives. And we might spend a really focused like week or two weeks spending time together. And then we might not see each other for a year or more. And almost every connection and relationship in my life for the last five and a half years has been that way, where there's been no consistent routine. I, what 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 does that look like for you? Have you have you experienced anything similar? Yes, and um, so to go back to what you were, I'm saying, more extroverted than you, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has a huge play on it as well. Um, but so I was going to say that yes, the freedom of location and like being able to work from home is definitely very um, advantageous for single people. I think like you were saying, like if you're working from home and you need to start a load of laundry, you can do that like during a bunch of other things during the day and you don't have to give up a whole night of your week to do that. Um, So much of our like current society 
with like historically or traditionally, which really only goes back to like the 40s and 50s, which is fucking ridiculous. Don't get me started. Um, you know, you had like the breadwinner who went out like 40 hours a week and worked. And then you had a partner at home who was taking care of the house, the groceries, the cooking, the cleaning, the maintenance, the kids and all those things. And more and more and more, we're seeing people like us in their late 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, et cetera, who aren't married, don't have partners, don't have roommates, don't have kids. And it's really hard to balance all of these things. You know, it's really hard to balance going to work to pay the bills to ha- to like spend on the house that you don't have any time in, you know, and all of these things. And so I feel like freedom of location can definitely give you more ability to manage all of the different facets of life, including your social life so that you can maintain a social life and have a social life in the first place, because giving you more time for that, right? Yeah, exactly. I feel like the freedom of location can feed into the freedom of time and creativity and finances and all of those things. They all feed into each other. Um, but yeah, I when I was stationary and still working from home, I had other friends who also worked for themselves or worked from home. And so we were able to collaborate like, hey, you know, Monday mornings, 7 a.m., let's meet at this coffee shop. We will work next to each other for a few hours and we'll both get work done and then we'll go do whatever chores we each have to do separately during the day. But then you still get that camaraderie. You still get like someone to work with and talk to. You still get to catch up with your friends. Um, But then, you know, go and manage the rest of your life because life requires managing, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, being on the road uh, has definitely allowed me to meet a bunch of people I wouldn't have met otherwise and connect on a very deep level. As you said, like we spend focused time together, um, partially because we don't get to see each other very often. So when we do, we really make the most of it, but also because of the lifestyle, you're not just coming over for dinner for an hour and then heading back to your house. Like if you're heading back to your house, it's because it's parked five feet away from mine. Like, and we're still going to be around each other every minute as long as we're parked next to each other and so you're able to have really deep if short time together versus when you're stationary you you can kind of spread that out a little more um and i notice huge differences when it comes to like dating and like romantic relationships as well as platonic friendships um and i've been on the road now for three years And I'm definitely kind of getting to that point where I'm like craving, like, well, I just want to have like a Tuesday night game night at my place, like every week where people come over and hang out. And that's not exactly like something you can do in a van because we're all so spread out and it's really hard to get people who live on the road to (laughs) co-locate sometimes. Um, And so it can be a huge challenge sometimes to like the freedom of location is amazing and wonderful and awesome and absolutely something that I personally need. It's high on my list of, of freedom priorities and it can be challenging in terms of all of the other things in life that you want to balance. Yeah. I, I spent, I spent a season last year living with a partner in new Orleans and Something I really found I loved and really shifted my my own priorities a lot while I was there was this Sunday routine where 
we would wake up early Sunday mornings and we would go out to the pier and meet up with a bunch of her friends and we would spend an hour dancing like just freeform dancing out on the pier and then most of the time afterwards we'd go get some brunch together and just sit and have the most beautiful conversations for two three four hours long and sometimes that would lead into other adventures throughout the day with various various participants and it was it was a routine where pretty much every Sunday that was what we did and it reawakened a desire I had forgotten about how much I enjoy that type of routine I'm pretty generally pretty routine averse personally uh, you've got like your, your you regular morning routines. <laughs> I, I, I try to have every day be completely different, but those social routines, I, I found I, I, I had a huge desire for when I got a taste of it again. And yeah. so having moved to Oregon, uh, I started before I got on this road trip to build up some routines where I had a regular Thursday night dinner night and we would rotate uh, to different friends homes and sometimes we'd watch a movie sometimes we'd do a craft sometimes we'd um, play board games uh, but it was a regular Thursday night thing one of my goals when I get back is I want to try to start a regular Sunday brunch and and for a while at least like check out different brunch places every week and maybe maybe eventually settle on one and stick to it but i i still want to have most of my week be more freeform Mm -hmm. but i want to have at least two or three weekly social routines that are built in and and really get to foster that which is which is something yeah, that by by really leaning in to my freedom of location, uh, I I had I had sacrificed uh, that that type of social interaction. So I'm trying now to figure out a new balance of what does it look like to have that social routine that is location based and still enjoy my freedom of location. Like right now, I, I honestly don't know like these pretty fresh new friendships that I've had made. I don't know what they're going to look like. Like I'm trying to keep in touch uh, as I can, but I don't really know what they're going to look like when I get back. I don't know if the Thursday night thing, if they're going to maintain it and keep it up without me they are kind of helping to drive it. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully I won't lose all my momentum by, by leaving town for two and a half months. We'll see. I, um, I definitely would love to talk more about uh, the evolution of freedom of location as I think it has played out for you and is currently in the process of playing out for me where um you know, we were, we were stationary 
and your freedom of location, your ability to work from home or work from your wife's family's homes or, you know, gradually your couch. Oh, oh man, the couch. Bed, <laughs> working from I bed. mean, what a huge evolution, right? Um, but then, you know, we both went from like having this freedom of like working wherever we want to stationary to then taking life to the road. And so many people will talk to people who are on the road. Well, will ask me specifically, like, where do you want to be? Like, are you hoping that you'll find some place that you want to be and then you'll just stop? Or um, what's the coolest place you've, you've been to, you know, in all of your travels? And like, I can't answer that question. Hey, don't ask me anymore. It's hard. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I know for me, like, I've been on the road for a while and I've been traveling the Western part of the United States. And I didn't, when I started driving on the road, I didn't know like how long it was going to last, if it was going to be three months, six months, a year. Now it's been three, but I figured eventually I'd land in some town and I'd, it would feel good. The vibes would be there. I'd be like, Oh, I feel good here. And I don't know why I'm going to stay, you know? And I've definitely run across many places that I've been like, Oh, cool. I love this place for a week. (laughs) And then I'm leaving you know, or like, this is beautiful for now. In that craving a different kind of community, uh, there is more of like a, where do I want to be stationarily Mm -hmm. that will feed all of the aspects of my life that, you know, I'm, I'm currently finding are a little hungry. Right. So you, you just said, you know, like you were Um, traveling for five years on the road, everything was awesome, but you did sacrifice that sense of community. And now that you've landed, you're building your community. I would love to talk about how the freedom of location kind of fed into where you landed and, you know, whether or not you tried any other towns first and like how you made your decision for landing in Bend and, you know, that whole thing. process. And all of these freedoms like are an evolution, like what freedom of time looks to you now versus in five years what the freedom of location looks to you now versus in five years the freedom of creativity now versus in five years the freedom of finances it's all an evolution and so you are in the process of slash of are on the way out of a most recent version of it so can you talk a little bit about that yeah so so for me my my freedom of location took an involuntary hit when uh, a little over a year ago, my, my rig broke down. Uh, and I think we've talked about that on a, on a prior episode, but my rig broke down outside of New Orleans. Um, I decided to just dump it, list it for sale, super cheap. And I was feeling discouraged about a number of things. I was just going to see, see what was next in life. And uh, the woman that bought it, we hit it off and we ended up living together for basically all of last winter and in new Orleans. And for most of that time, I didn't, neither of us actually have a car. So all of a sudden my location was pretty narrow. It was basically where I could Uber or walk or occasionally get a rental car um, I, I took a plane trip and visited some loves. Yeah. At, at some point, but it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty tight, narrow space. And from there I went to Florida and I rented a condo in Fort Lauderdale, uh, 
spent some time with a love down there for a couple months and got a much lengthier taste of a place. Uh, I had rarely spent more than a couple weeks anywhere in the prior four years up to that point, four and a half years. And then I ended up spending a good chunk of the summer house sitting for my aunts up in the Northeast. And it was when I was house sitting for my aunt that I really decided that I wanted to figure out a place to live. I think my initial list had something like 30 or 40 different cities all over the country on it, from Burlington, Vermont, to Boulder, Colorado, to Austin, to St. Pete, Florida, uh, Bend, Oregon, Bozeman, Montana, Palm Springs, California, all of these places that in my years on the road, I've really enjoyed. But I was trying to evaluate if it was, if any of them were places I really wanted to try living year round, both would, would they have the type of culture that I wanted to be around? Did they have the type of uh, geography that I really wanted to spend a lot of time in? How was the climate accommodating for what I enjoy? I wanted a place that, for me, uh, that was spiritually, sexually, socially uh, fairly progressive. I love the desert a lot. I really thrive with green And so I wanted a place that had a lot of green plant life and ideally a variety of terrains. I wanted a place that wasn't overly expensive. Like I I get paid well, but I, I didn't want to spend an inordinate amount of my income on a stationary house somewhere uh, or apartment. I also I have for many years now followed the weather across the country, north and south, uh, changing (laughs) elevations to try to have very comfortable, moderate temperatures year round. Uh, I grew up in the south and I hated the summers. I have not spent a summer in the south despite having lived there for long time in almost 10 years uh, I have consistently gone to cooler places and I also have never really experienced a true winter I I like to visit snow but I I have felt intimidated by the idea of like snow all the time and what I've also started to realize is that for me I associated winter with cloudy gloominess, which is what winters are like in the Southeast. There's almost no sunlight. It's almost cloud cover. Where that's not true. (laughs) Exactly. And it hadn't even occurred to me that you can have cold winter with lots of sun. And as, as I began to explore places, uh, I, I initially started marking places off my list based upon climate. Uh, Burlington, Vermont, I love it so much. I don't want to 
cold and gloomy New England winter. Palm Springs and Austin, I eliminated for the summers. Uh, don't want to deal with their crazy hot summers. St. Pete, similarly, it stays a little bit cooler, uh, kind of sandwiched between the Bay and the Gulf, but still wasn't quite what I was looking for. Eventually, I narrowed it down to Eugene, Oregon, uh, which oddly was the only place on the list I had never actually visited. Uh, <laughs> it had been it had been a, a place I'd wanted to visit for years. I had been all over Oregon, but every time when I went down I-5, I just bounced over Eugene and never had actually stopped there. But it seemed like it was it was a progressive town. It is within a couple hours drive. There's volcanoes, there's deserts, there's rainforests, there's the coast, there's beach coastlines, cliff coastlines, mountains, like just about everything you can think of, all within a couple hours. Uh, it temperature wise, it's only at like 500 feet elevation. So the, despite it being pretty far north, it doesn't get that cold in the winter, uh, but also because it is uh, at such a high latitude in Oregon, it also doesn't get extraordinarily hot in the summer, at least not, not sustained. Uh, evenings still get cool and it's not uh, midnight and 85 degrees still. And so I went to Eugene. I was in Fort Lauderdale and I rented a 16 foot U-Haul and pulled it with my Jeep, zoomed all over the Southeast, picking up stuff from storage units that I had accumulated over the years, drove, I think, I think it was a 4,000 mile route that I took to finally end up in Eugene. And I got there and I spent two weeks and I realized that Eugene was not for me. <laughs> I, still, I still don't even really know why. I just, I just had a feeling that it yeah. just didn't, didn't feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what a lot of this form of freedom is about is like getting right. And, and learning, learning to trust that intuition about places. I think we should do a whole episode on like learning to trust your gut and learning to listen I to your like intuition that. because it's a very important thing and it's, and it's not hard to do. What is it? It's simple, but it's not easy or it's easy, but it's not simple. It's one of those things. Right. Um, right. And yeah, I think maybe we should do a podcast on it in the future, but yeah. I think that's really an important thing, especially if you're going to pursue like any type of freedom as right. like, your, your main driver in life. And so you spent two weeks in Eugene and you couldn't put your finger on it, but you were like, this isn't right. I'm keeping the U-Haul. I'm moving on. <laughs> well, no, I, I had put everything from this U-Haul trailer into a storage unit while I was trying to find a place. And when I decided that Eugene wasn't it, after spending so much money pulling all of this stuff in this U-Haul trailer, I went to my storage unit and I 
literally just gave away everything that wouldn't fit in my Jeep. I wasn't going to pull another U-Haul because I didn't know where I was going. I only wanted what I could carry in my Jeep with me. And I gave away so much stuff. And the important lesson of that whole thing was that you did. It might've been like, (laughs) I, I I've gone through a number of, of repeated possession purges. My thought, I was again, feeling a little bit discouraged. My thought was that I was going to drive back East for the holidays, take my time getting there. And then after the holidays, try again, figure out another new place to try. Descend on Bend was happening the the following weekend. And a lot of friends I hadn't seen in a long time were going to be there. So I went to Bend, which is a place I enjoyed. I had eliminated it from my list because of the winters there. It it gets cold. It's at 4,000 feet, uh, right at the base of the mountains. And it's... Yeah, as I said, I've been intimidated by the cold. But I went to Bend and Descend was amazing. Came back into the town and just kept staying. There were a lot of friends there, both some friends that actually lived in Bend as well as a bunch of banners. And after about a week or two at the hostel, I found a room to rent. Uh, for the rest of the month. So I moved into this room and again thought, well, I'll stay here for another month and then and then I'll move on. And while I was there, a another friend of mine approached me and told me that she was wanting to move into her truck full time. And she had an amazing apartment downtown and had heard I might be looking for a place. And again, <laughs> just like just like I needed to listen to my gut telling me no mm-hmm. to other places the my gut in the universe was just lining everything up saying all right this is your spot so that's how I ended up in Bend Oregon I originally thought that I was also going to be renting a room in St. Pete Florida for the winter and I was going to try like a bi-coastal yeah. thing. The St. Pete option fell through after I had already committed to Bend, which means you're learning. I'm going to have, <laughs> I, I am right now, oddly enough, right now, I actually am in Florida. Um, <laughs> I, I, I won't be here for long. I will be back in Bend in January. Uh, but when I get back, I will probably only have about two months of winter. So I will experience a real winter, but my first one will be abbreviated. (laughs) And my anxiety levels are right now fairly calm about it. We'll see once I get there, um, how that goes. My apartment does not have a bathtub, which like soaking in just hot water has been like my main go-to for uh beating like that bone chilling cold um but maybe maybe i'll find a friend who will let me bump their bathtub and we'll see we'll see but uh yeah that was my journey of finding a stationary relatively stationary location Um, yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes 
It's an experiment. <laughs> like everything is. Like everything is. Yeah. I think that that I think that approaching life as one giant experiment is one way to keep yourself from taking it too seriously and allowing yourself to have more fun with it. And yeah, I think it it keeps you from being like toxically committed to what you think or what you thought you wanted. And it gives right. you more of that like leeway to be like, well, I thought I wanted to be in Eugene, but I don't, turns out. And I don't know why, but I'm trusting myself and I'm moving on. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like this particular episode recording is coming at a really good time, given that we've both been nomads for a very long time. And, you know, you have successfully found a way to try to transition out of it. He says on the road in Florida right now, not near the house that he's renting. But (laughs) I think that that's, I think that, you know, all of the experiences that we've gone through to get where we are, Uh, And to pursue this freedom of location and having the ability to like make a list of 30 places and then knock them off the list, you know, based on climate or whatever, um, is a really cool place in the journey to be in to record this. And I think, you know, if we do another recording similar, if we do like an updated version next year, We'll be like, all right, so over the last year, this this is how I pursued the freedom of location or this other type of yes. kind of like became the priority because that's what happens sometimes. So I just want everybody who's listening or watching, you know, to kind of internalize that, you know, your version of whatever freedom can look however you want it to look in that moment. And you are allowed right. to change your mind and you are allowed to you know, figure it out and like decide on one thing, get it and then change your mind because it wasn't exactly what you thought it would be. And yeah, like having the ability to to do what we're doing is certainly a privilege that we should not gloss over in any way. And as we said at the beginning of, of the episode, like you can find ways to have freedom no matter where you happen to be located geographically. You don't have to live in a van or out of a backpack and jet setting across the world to be able to have freedom of location. You can have it wherever you are. And on that, there's actually as much freedom of location as I've been able to enjoy. There have been substantial constraints because of the because I also prioritize my freedom of finances in a certain way that I am in a career where I get paid well and I have a consistent paycheck but that requires me two things I during the week I need to have good internet access so that I can do uh, do all my email. I can have my meetings. Um, I also don't want to be having my meetings at three in the morning if I am in a completely different hemisphere or, uh, on the planet. So my that has created two location constraints for me. One, I do not have the freedom to just go off grid for, for days or weeks at a time. Like I can, I can schedule that in for weekends or for taking some PTO time 
Um, but for the most part, I need to stay at least close to civilization where I have at least self-service, if not um, strong Wi-Fi at a coffee shop or library or someplace. Uh, secondly, I have, other than for work, I have not traveled outside of the Americas, uh, where there's, there's some people who have a type of freedom of location where they literally are flying all over the globe all the time. Yeah. That, that tends to require, uh, a lot of financial freedom as well. Then there's also so many of our friends who have various types of income streams, uh, whether it's from savings and they're on the road for an extended adventure, uh, or they might work seasonal jobs where they work for two or three months and then they don't work for two or three months. And during that time, they, they might have to be a little bit tighter uh, with their finances, but they're able to literally go wherever they want. And they can go out into the middle of the desert or the middle of the forest and have zero contact with anybody for weeks at a time. And those, both of those are aspects of freedom of location that, uh, that I don't currently have because of the way I've prioritized other types of freedom in my life. Uh, and the yeah. way that these all interconnect is, uh, and, and, and interplay is, uh, is really fascinating. Yeah. Fun. I think that's a really important point to bring up too. Yeah. I mean, I can be anywhere I want to be, but I also have to have cell service, uh, in order to do my work and, and it can't just right. be like crappy cell service, like to, in order to do like a zoom call and record for a podcast or have meetings with clients, like you have to have a certain level of service, which, I mean, there's a million different ways you can get that. And I have a whole podcast about that, but yeah, I think that's another important element to the whole freedom of location thing, um, that we should address. Um, and this episode is going to be like three hours long. So we're just going to wrap it up here ish. Is there anything important that you didn't, <laughs> that you didn't mention, uh, that you want to make sure we get into this one? I feel like I have been able to say the majority of, of what I, I think everything I wanted to say in, in terms of how I find it and how it's evolved for me over the years. So yeah, I, I feel like I have as well. It's uh, it's it's definitely one that you and I both prioritize pretty substantially, and so we we both have had quite a bit to say. Um, I would love to hear what our audience has to say about freedom of location. How yeah. have you prioritized that? If you have, how would you like to? If it hasn't been an element, but but you'd like to explore it more. Um, what types of obstacles have you encountered both to really taking deeper steps into freedom of location, or if you have been able to exercise substantial freedom of location, what, uh, what type of constraints or limiting factors in that freedom have, have you found true for yourself? Uh, I, I'm really fascinated to hear, uh, hear a full spectrum. 
Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So leave them, you know, as comments or uh, send me a DM or our, our new Instagram a DM or come into our Patreon and share with us. Or uh, as we've said in previous episodes, we really want to make this a more interactive podcast. So send us a video clip, a video recording of you answering these questions, and then we can include it in a future episode of the podcast as well. Um, and we'll have links on how to do that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, everybody's doing it differently. And yeah. I think that's the key to life in general is, you know, finding how it works for you and then continuously tweaking it as your life shifts and evolves because it's going to keep doing that. Always. Yeah. Change is constant. <laughs> yeah, it's the only constant. <laughs> But as always, thank you to everybody who is tuning in this week, whether this is your first week or your 80-somethingth week. Um, and I appreciate everyone who has subscribed to the show, uh, liked it, left a review, five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on the platform that you are digesting it on. Um, and if this particular episode resonated with you or you know someone for whom this information could be really valuable, if you could share it with them, that would be great as well. Um, we also have a brand new Patreon just for the podcast where you can get longer episodes or like mini episodes in between episodes. Um, we're going to do some Q&A and just like extra bonus material over there. And you can find that in the show notes as well. But it's just Deliberate Living Patreon, Deliberate Living Podcast Patreon. So if you Google that, you'll find it. Um, and... Yeah, I hope you guys tune in next week for another excellent episode. And thanks for tuning in for this one. Super curious to hear um, the types of freedom that our audience uh, prioritizes overall. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. See you then. Bye. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. 